good Sunday evening. Welcome to the Sunday Rise post game, but it's a little bit of everything tonight with the sideline junkies. You got the man of the hour, the Tower Power, too sweet to ever be sour. Delonte. What up? We also got the man, the myth, the legend, the main event, the showstopper, the icon, BJ. What's up, junkies? What's uh-huh. going on? And of course, you got me, the big guy, KG. Big guy. Been holding down that big responsible chair very well, man. I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm trying, man. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Uh, I mean, not really, man. You know, they expensive, but they ain't big. <laughs> <laughs> but fellas, number 16, um, going through the NFL, and we got some movement as far as playoff seeding and teams that are moving and shaking. What's your, what's your thoughts, man? Let's go. First of all, the Baltimore Ravens clinched the number one seed. In the AFC, so that means the road to the Super Bowl more than likely we will go through Baltimore. Um, what y'all think about that, man? I mean, do y'all think the Ravens have it all to be throwing the Patriots in the in the in the AFC? I think uh, I I think they do. Um, I think they do. And, and and although that was only a regular season game that they played a few weeks ago. If the Ravens could somehow stick to that same blueprint, implement the same uh, strategies that they did in that game a few weeks ago, uh, they should be able to uh, get past New England. You know, but however, we all know New England is a different New England once January hits. So, you know, they they can't take it for granted. You know that and, and that win that was that's behind them. You know what I'm saying? So they just they got to be ready. They got to be focused. But I think they can do it. You, you know what? I agree with you there, Delonte. I agree with you on both fronts. I think they can do it. But New England's a different beast when the second season starts. Um, but New England, they look uh, mortal this season. You know, normally New England looks very immortal. And they look unstoppable and unbeatable. And when they lose, it's a shock. But it's games they... They let opponents linger around too much. And you can't do that with Baltimore. You do that with Baltimore. They're going to beat you. And then next thing you know, you may be up by seven. You may even be up by ten. You let them linger around too long. Next thing you know, you're down by 17, fighting to come back. And they got their foot on your throat. So, uh, but depending on what the prognosis is on Mark Ingram's calf injury, which I'm hoping is just a, a, a small strain and he can rest next week uh and then of course they get the first round by so that's two weeks all straight of a straight rest so we'll, we'll see how three, that that'd be three weeks next week yep sure enough is yeah right. that, that'd be that'd be three weeks so trust me trust and believe they already clinched the number one so you will not see any starting raising more than likely past the first or second quarter next week I don't know who they play, but they they've already clinched. So it's is unless Jim uh John Harbaugh you know feels you know, I don't know what type of coach he is. I don't know if he feels like they should play to keep the rhythm, but then you're gonna have two weeks off. So it's kinda like I could see if they were playing a wild card game, 
they're gonna go, you know, they're gonna be off. Um, you know, the the wild card weekend, they then they will play the following week. So that's you know basically two weeks worth of rest, week and a half, whatever you whatever it is. So I, I can't, I just can't see Lamar Jackson and especially with just what just happened to Mark Ingram. I can't see those guys, especially your old timers like Earl Thomas playing a full game that doesn't mean anything. So um, Ravens, number one, Patriots, number two. Uh, right now you will have the Titans being the sixth seed, the Chiefs being the third, and the Bills have locked up the fifth seed. And it looks like the Texans have locked up the fourth seed. So the Bills will be going to Houston to play the Texans. Titans will be going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Now, staying in the AFC. Um, now, of course, the Ravens will get the lowest seed. So that would be the Titans, the Texans, or the Bills. If the Chiefs win, they're going to uh, the Patriots. Yeah. The Chiefs win. They, they got a date with the Patriots in Foxborough. Anybody else wins... And they're going to Baltimore. Out of those three teams, fellas, the Bills, Texans, the Titans. I know we just said the question was before. You know, do the Ravens have what it takes? And I, I think we all agree that with the Patriots looking the way they look, and of course, playoff football is way different from regular season football. But that test would be in Baltimore if that if that holds up. New England would have to go to Baltimore to play them in Baltimore, which is it's a very tough place. But out of the three teams I named, the Bills, the Texans, or the Titans, who would have the best chance of de-winging de, de, um, the, the Ravens? You know what? Oh, man, this, this is going to be a stretch, but I might say the Bills. They're like, oh, I mean, yeah, they, they, they didn't win yesterday, but they played New England. They played New England. You know what I'm saying? And I think if Josh Allen, if he can, you know, kind of like really put it together and put it together, and he can get some help on offense, and then their defense could continue to play good, Buffalo might sneak up and uh and, and do something. So I'm going to say the Bills. You know what? I think Yesterday, the way they played the Patriots, I think they were looking for something. They probably go back and look at the film and, you know, hope to see the Patriots a third time. Because I think the third time would be the charm for uh, the Bills. But uh, I, I, I got to say the Bills got the, the best chance of beating Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So, I mean, they already got game film on them of playing against them. But it, it was one play when the Bills played the Ravens, and I, I I had to comment. I was like, yo, Lamar, you can't do that. That man has a family. He shook that dude out of his socks. Forget his shoes. He shook him out of his socks in the backfield. I think that was, think that was Milano, the Bills linebacker. Just, it, it's 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 going to be tough, but I think I, I, I got no faith in – Tennessee because Tennessee is coming on late but you know the Tennessee has always been a letdown and it's surprising that the Colts uh, and I'm hoping that the Colts get that last spot I, they're not out of it now the Colts the Colts are eliminated completely the only teams in the in the hunt still in the AFC are the Steelers 
Raiders and the Browns. The Raiders? Yep, the Raiders. Raiders. And the only team that's still in the hunt and the NFC that lost their, their chance to control their own destiny tonight is the Dallas Cowboys. That's the only team the Eagles will have to lose next week and the Cowboys will have to win at home against the, the Redskins to get in the playoffs when they could have won tonight and been in and locked it up. Yeah, they would have had NFC East uh, championship. And so, I'm hoping like hell the Cowboys lose next week because I, I would love to spoil their season. Oh, I know you would. You're a Redskins fan. Yeah, I mean, it would give you no greater joy. So, but let me let me chime in on the, the, the three teams. And I'm not saying the Buffalo Bills because I've been rooting for Buffalo Bills since 1990. I'm saying the Bills because they played New England twice. The first time Josh Allen got hurt, New England had a very tough time with those that Bills team. If they could have moved the ball an inch, they probably would have beat them. You just saw them play him again. Took the lead. New England comes back, beats them 24-17. The Ravens game. They gave the Ravens offense a tough time. This is a well-built team, a good overall team from front to back. They have some issues. They're still young. They have a young quarterback that holds the ball too long. They don't have any receivers that can create consistent separation that worries the defense. Baltimore showed you that when they were lining up seven, eight on the line of scrimmage to blitz Baltimore. I mean, blitz Buffalo. First of all, Josh Allen is the worst QB in the league when it comes to holding the ball. I think he is number one. It's I think it's either three seconds or it's, or it's almost three seconds, him holding the ball. So they knew that coming in there. They're not scared of John Brown or Cole Beasley. They're, they're, they're willing to take the chance on them because they know they had the coverage in the back. So And it worked. They rattled Josh Allen the entire game. And what's scary about that for me going into the playoffs, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm looking at that Baltimore game because they stopped him from running. They stopped Josh Allen from passing. And that was basically the end of the Buffalo offense. They couldn't really get anything moving. But I'm, I'm going to lean towards the Bills. Um, I think it's like like KG said, the Titans, they're coming on late. Of course, you know, they're going to Kansas City. It could be a snowstorm. And you got big Derrick Henry in the, in the Titans' backfield. You know, that, that could work in their favor. Um, the Texans, of course, DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, do I need to say anything more than that? I mean, that's, that's instant offense right there. But I think with them playing the Bills, that Bills got a good enough defense to help contain it. I mean, you're not going to stop DeAndre Hopkins. You can just slow him down a little bit and get him, you know, try to try to, you know, just slow down that offense, not have him de- completely destroy you. But I like the Bills in that game. So we're not need, we're not talking about the Patriots. I think we all know what the Patriots are capable of doing. You know, they're 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 in there. They got a bye. They're gonna have two weeks to basically get themselves together. And that means next week, I think they play the Dolphins. That means they get the rest Tom they get the rest Elderman and all those guys. So fellas, uh let's move let's move over to the NFC. Um your number one seed, the San Francisco 49ers. 
Number two seed, the Saints. Uh, right now, you have the Vikings being the sixth seed going to Lambeau Field to play the Packers. The Seahawks, the fifth seed, going to Lincoln Financial to play the Eagles. Now, if those matchups hold, let's say the Eagles win next week and be in, what teams out of those two matchups, Vikings versus the Packers and Lambeau, the Hawks versus the Eagles at Lincoln Financial, what, I, who out of those matchups you like? Delonte, you go first. I like uh, the no-brainer. I like Seattle over Philly. I think Russell Wilson is going to be too much for that Eagles defense. Um, of course, the Eagles, they're going to put up a valiant effort, but it's not going to be enough against Seattle. Um, the other matchups, you, what were the other two matchups you said? You got uh, the Vikings and the Vikings going to Lambeau Field to play the Packers. Ah, that's, that's, that's going to be a shootout. But uh, because it's in Lambeau, I'm going to give it to uh, – a-Rod and company. It's going to be close, but in the end, I think Aaron Rodgers, he's going to make that key conversion, and I think the Packers, they'll they'll take that one. It's going to be tight. And then you said KD? the other... Oh, no, no, no. The other oh. one, the other one is just the uh, the 49ers and the Saints will have to buy. They're the number Got one it. and number two seeds. Got it. Yep. Uh, first off, one... Think, one of the first things that I thought about when you ran down the, the, the seating, it's been a long time since we said that San Francisco 49ers were a number one seed in the NFC. And I'm I talking about, what are we talking about, 1994? Shoot, the, the latter part of the 90s. Yeah, that's and a... part of the early 2000s, you know, they, they were good teams. But in 1994, no, 93 and 94, they were number one seeds. Uh, those were the... the teams with uh, Deion Sanders, right? No, 94 was the team. That's the only year he played with them was 94. Was it 94? Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, now they had to buy, they went and got Deion Sanders because they couldn't beat Dallas. Couldn't stop Mike Irvin. <laughs> so you had to go get the X-Factor, and they did it. And I mean, I think that was really good. But I, I'm not saying that to, you know, say, well, it's about time, but I'm saying kudos. Because you took a young coach who should have been here but you took a young coach and let him mold this team. And look at what it turned out to be. This is this is the end game. This is the this is the start of the result that you want. The 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 the, the result that you want is a, a Lombardi trophy. So I, I say kudos to those guys. But um and you know, I don't mean to cut you off, Cage. You know what's crazy about the 49er situation? The Rams were the cream of the crop of that division. They have the that division is the Rams. The Hawks, uh, the 49ers, and the Cardinals. Am I correct? Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. And the Rams, the way they look when they, when they went to the Super Bowl, you, nobody was thinking about the 49ers. And the 49ers came in and basically took a mop to the for, uh, to the uh, Los Angeles Rams. So, yeah, I, hey, big kudos. Number one seed. They'll be going to, I don't know what the, uh, the stadium in San Francisco is called, but Levi Stadium. Levi got the Super Bowl. Road to the Super Bowl will probably more than likely be going to Levi Stadium. And what's crazy is, I think we're all. I'm gonna let KG get put his picks in. But that Seahawks Eagle game, we we basically both agree, or probably all agree, that it's gonna be the Seahawks. They could possibly be going there 
to play them, and that would be a hell of a game. But I'm not going to get ahead of myself. KG, tell me what you think about those potential matchups. Uh, Most definitely Seahawks over the Eagles, but that's only because um, I don't think Carson Wentz has the intestinal fortitude to beat Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, and the Seahawks. So that's just me being me and being real. Um, On the other side, you talk about how in Kansas City it might be a snowstorm. I think it's going to be a snowstorm in Green Bay. And Minnesota has to travel and go play in that, but they're not afraid of no cold. But give me Green Bay in that too. I'm not too uh, fond of Kirk Cousins playing in the outdoor and the elements as of right now in his career. But give me the Seahawks and the Eagles. Okay, that's fair. I, of course, I like the Seahawks. I think I'm, I was looking at it, and I was like, man, the Seahawks might be the scariest five seed of all time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm looking, I'm like, wow, they, they would have to go to play the Eagles just because they won their division. They're, I think they, they're going to go to the Lincoln Financial Field. They're going to mop the floor with the Eagles or the Cowboys. I don't, I don't care what team it is. They're going to make quick work of that. Um, now moving over to the Vikings and these are potential matchups. So nothing set in stone. Everything's projected, you know, could be probably a shift or two, you know, if things go a certain way in week 17, but the Vikings versus the Packers, I don't know why, but I'm not scared of the Packers. I like the Vikings in that game. I like the Vikings in that. I think the Vikings are doing some good things right now. Um, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but I like the Vikings defense. I like their running game. And if you listen to this show for any point in time, or you know, I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. Um, you, you would think that Minnesota being where they are, they're a cold weather team, but they're not because they play in a dome. So if it is, and this is why I like the Vikings, because if they, they well, you go to Lambeau Field. Would you say not anymore. Again? Not anymore. That new that new uh, stadium's outdoor. But I thought it had. I thought it had a uh, what you call them. You uh, keep uh, talking. Let, let, let me let me make sure. Yeah, I thought it had a uh, a retractable roof. You ain't, you ain't seen no snow on the ground in Minnesota. But I'm gonna keep talking. Um, if it does snow on Lambeau Field, you got Dalvin Cook. They still got a good ground game. So I like. I still like. Their chances going into Lambeau and taking out, uh, I'm about to say Brett Favre. Oh my goodness, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And if they do that, they they have a date with the 49ers, which I think that's where it would end. <laughs> so, you know, and then you would see the Seahawks versus the Saints. So, ladies and gentlemen, and you are absolutely right. They, that is retractable roof. That's the enclosed dome. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 crazy because you think of Minnesota, and you think, okay, yeah, they they'll be geared up to playing cold weather, but they don't. Just like the Saints, I mean, the Saints wouldn't have to worry about that anyway, even if they they were they weren't enclosed, they weren't a dome because you know their temperatures don't get frigid down there. But yeah, Minnesota's a whole different type of cold, but they're not exposed to it. So I think they'd be ready for it because Minnesota, they and and the Vikings play all the time. So that's not 
anything new, anything different. Um, so that is the NFL playoff scenario as of week 16 at uh, 8.34 p.m. Fellas, I want everybody to give a, a small 2019 review of your team. Very small. We keep it to a, a minute for the 2019, a minute for the 2020. Just tell her what what you felt a minute or two. What you felt in 2019 went good, went bad. What could have, and then 2020, what are you looking for? What positions need to be taken care of? So we got Broncos, we got Redskins, we got Redskins slash Buffalo Bills. So I get 20 minutes, not playing, not playing, not playing. But uh, Delonte, I know you got a lot to say about your Broncos, brother. I'm giving you the floor. Take your time, man. I know I put a time limit, but take your time. 2019, quickly. I know we got one more week left. Uh, just, you know, what you would have liked to see, what didn't happen, and, and what you're looking for in 
to the game today. That was their first football game ever. They didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so it was an experience, but I got a lot to talk about, about the game, about the stadium, fans. So that will be on DC Sports Rundown Tuesday, so look out for that. KG, take it away, brother. 2019-2020, talk to me. Uh, 2019 started off very, very shaky. I mean, it was just unsteady as hell. Once Jay Gruden was fired, you saw a different team. This team had more fire, more fight under Bill Callahan. And uh, a lot of it was said that, you know, practicing Dwayne Haskins matured from the time that he came in in that first giant game to today. You see the, the, the maturation of Dwayne Haskins. You see he's playing better. He's killing you with his feet. He's making accurate throws. The kid was, what, 8 for 8 today and two touchdowns to start the game off. He finished, like, what was it, 15 or 18? I'm, I'm, the season started dark, but it started. Huh? I said, I don't have it in front of me. I'm trying to find it. The season started off dark. And we 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 kind of got a little light at the end of the tunnel because we got young guys like McLaurin, uh, Kelvin Harmon, Dwayne Haskins. We got Adarius Geis coming back next year. We got AP coming back next year. Uh, so this season probably will be a five and eleven season. I'm hoping and praying. Nope, take that back. Four and twelve because we lost today. So we're three and twelve now. So hopefully that's uh. 4-12 season because we beat the Cowboys next week. Now, going into next year, too many bright <laughs> spots from this team not to feel optimistic. I feel optimistic because uh, of Dwayne Haskins, of McLaurin, of Harmon. I feel optimistic because all of those guys are going to play very well because they got the chance to shine. My man Cam Sims got the chance to shine. Hopefully coming out of camp, He's already penciled in on this team, and we're uh, we're, 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 we're good to go. So that's just my thoughts. I'm a, I'm a slide in here. I'm a slide into the DMs like you know you're trying to slide in the Instagram models DMs. I'm a slide in here real quick <laughs> because. I got a little bit to say about Buffalo, a little bit to say about the Redskins. Kevin is not going to like what I have to say on DC Sports right now at all. Okay. Let's start with Buffalo. Look, 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 yeah. hold on, time out. Huh? You, you, you know, if I don't have, if I don't like what you say, you know, we can, we, we can go ahead and find you now. No, I'm, so. just, I'm just saying, you, you, you know, about some of the roster moves you're talking about, certain people coming back next year, I don't want to see. Come back on the red. Uh, here we go. So, hey, Delonte, we're going to use his fine money. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pay for the families to go. We're going to leave him at home. Right. We're going to take well, the rest I mean, of the family, but we're going to leave him at home. We're going to use well, his fine money to go on, on vacation. Well, let me let me tell, let me me tell twist your red skin underwear right now. I don't want to see AP back on this team next year. Jeez. I don't want that. I don't want that dog and pony show. If I'm a red skin fan, it, it's time to move on. That he's not a productive back anymore. He almost has a thousand yards. It's a grind. It, it's it's four thousand yards. He's not the same back. He doesn't have the same gears he used to have. 
it's time to bring in some young blood. I'm going to start there, and I'm going to finish there with the Redskins because I told you, I'm going to save it for D.C. Sports Rundown. There's a lot of Washington Redskins I don't want to see back on that roster next year. Okay? Um, Dwayne Haskins, I love. It's unfair that he's already on his second coach and will be on his third coach next year. Well, I guess let me let me let me do my Redskins first since I'm already talking about the Redskins. Okay, um, I think the future is very bright with Terry McLaurin as a chance to be a superstar receiver. Just from what the little bit we've seen this season, that's inconsistent quarterback play, that's bad play calling, bad coaching. So just imagine him in a system where he would flourish, he would probably have double what he has right now, okay? Darius Geis, I hate to say this, Redskins fans, but if I'm a Redskins fan with Darius Geis, the red flag, I don't have it up, but it's in my pocket. Because we're talking about, KG, is this the third knee injury? Yeah, uh, ACL, meniscus, and now this one. Okay, so. Third knee injury. So going into next season, if and this is this is, I always say this. This is what good GMs and good organizations do. This isn't neither one of those. They don't fall in either of those categories. But you have to find you a durable running back, durable running back that can fit whatever system is going to come in. If that's a, a out the back, you know, catching balls out the backfield. If that's power, if that's finesse, whatever you, you you're gonna you have to find that. Um, well, is Smallwood ready to play next year, or does he need another year, KG? Uh, you know, Smallwood's a veteran, so yeah, he'll be ready next year if they resign. No, 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 no. not the kid. And that's not who I'm talking about. The kid they they drafted and he was hurt. Oh, you talking about Bryce Love? Yeah, Bryce Love Bryce be Love. ready next year. Okay, so it's a lot of ifs in the running back. The backfield. Now, let's skip into the defense because I don't want to spend too much time on that. They have to find what's going on if it's scheme, if it's players, because that run defense since the middle of last year has been terrible. They have been terrible. <laughs> now, if Bruce Allen, and this is a whole nother, if it, 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 I'm going upstairs real quick, then I'm going to go to Buffalo. If Bruce Allen, is in charge next year. Then anything else we said, don't even worry about it because it won't it won't be a successful year next year. Don't even worry about anything else we said if Bruce Allen is in charge next year. Now moving on to the Buffalo Bills, the AFC East, Orchard Park, New York, one Bills Drive. Okay, my expectations for this team for the 2019 season was to get their own playoff spot, and what I mean by that is not have to depend at the end of the year for a team to throw a miracle play to get you in the playoffs. I mean, I meant grind, win the games you were supposed to win against teams you were supposed to win, then win some you weren't supposed to win. Because nobody really had to win and go into Dallas on Thanksgiving to beat the Cowboys. They did that. They almost had Baltimore. They almost had New England twice. I wanted to see if this was the year they could take that step to beat the New England Patriots. Because that's what it's about in the AFC East. That's what it's about. It's about beating the New England Patriots. If you can't get past them, 
then really nothing else matters. Yes, they're ten and five. They have the fifth seed in the playoffs. They're they're doing good. They have a lot of of growing and maturity to do. I'll name one player in particular. They were playing the Ravens, and if you notice, certain teams just don't have mental lapses. They had a mental lapse, and Hayden Hurst catches a big play. I think he got a touchdown. A mental lapse where they forgot to switch. Now, that's that's fine. You know, young team, they're still growing. They're still learning how to win. Somebody has to work with Josh Allen. This is going into 2020. First of all, they have to get, they're going to either have to get a speed receiver that people are actually scared of that can break away, or they're going to have to go get somebody 6'3, 6'4 that can go get the ball. They have to go get either because they don't have either of them right now. John Brown, a couple years ago, yeah, he was a speedster. He still got some wheels now, but not what he used to have. Cole Beasley's not a speedster, he's a slot guy. He does well for what he does. That's a need for next year. And, uh, man, I, I like the defense. I, I would say you can never have too many offensive linemen. Um, maybe another change of pace back. Somebody needs to work with Josh Allen on getting the ball out quicker, making his decisions quicker, because that's killing him. So that's my Buffalo Bills 2019-2020. Um, my Washington Redskins. Quick review 2019, 2020. Like I said, a whole lot more of that will be on DC Sports right now. And we're going to have to sit down. We're going to have to have some ice water for KG because I'm going in Tuesday night. And that's all I got to say about this. So, fellas, what we moving on to next? You know what? I want to get y'all opinion on something. And it's real quick. They released a finalist for uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's the NFL 100, 100th year. And it's a lot of names that are left off that are mm-hmm. finalists. Mm. Uh, one of them being Joe Jacoby, uh, Steve Tasker, Brian Mitchell. And, you know, I'm an advocate for Brian Mitchell to make the Hall of Fame because I, I feel he deserves it. He owns a lot of records, but they seem to shy away from putting him on at least a finalist list. And I don't understand it. But now Darren Sproles is retired. And he's fifth all time in all purpose yards. But I hear everybody say, well, oh, he's a Hall of Famer. But Darren Sproles is a return guy, his daggone self. He wasn't a full time running back. He's a return guy. But how is he a Hall of Famer? But Brian Mitchell is not. And that's how I know this whole system is flawed. And we had a conversation about it almost a year ago. Actually, it's been a little over a year. It was the first year we started. And we talked about when T.O. went in, how he wasn't the first ballot Hall of Fame when he should have been. And them getting mad because he didn't show up. I went back and listened to that show. And I said, the same things are still happening. Something has to be changed quickly. Because uh, this is bull. Well, it's, it's not going to change because... The Pro Football Writer Hall of Fame is, is the writers. Right. So it's, it's, it's not going to change. It, it, you know, for I really thought, you know, like, hey, Brian Mitchell, for what he did in the area he did it in, you know, should have made a finalist and he didn't. And, you know, 
I just don't understand. You know, they they honor Joe Gibbs. They 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 honor you know what he did with those teams. So you have to honor those players too. So I don't understand why. I mean, I know why, and it's BS. But Brian Mitchell should be in the Hall of Fame. And there's no way, you know, Darren Sproles could ever make the Hall of Fame before Brian Mitchell does. And if he does, the Redskins fans that are left will burn that place down. And they should. Because, you know, you have to honor the people that came before you. Now, for some reason, I can't pull up the list of the finalists. I've been trying. My internet is not uh, the best. But who who are the locks that uh, that are on the list? Like, they're going to get in. KG? Hold on. Give me one second. Give me one second. Because I got it, and I had it. Daggone it. Oh, okay, Dag. so, okay, okay, I see. Oh, it just popped up. So, Bill Cowher, I, I, they love Bill Cowher. Jimmy Johnson, how is Jimmy Johnson not in the Hall of Fame? Because he, he, he's he keep, he's another one that keeps getting passed over. Um, Don they, they, Creel. They love, they love Dick, from, Dick Vermeil. Mm-hmm. I can see Dick Vermeil getting in. But only um, two coaches can get in. Only two can get in? Only two I coaches, think, two I, contributors. I think Bill Cowher for sure. Um, I'm torn because I see Mike Holmgren, Jimmy Johnson, and Dan Reeves, Dick Vermeil. I, I think Bill Cowher's a lot. And then I see uh, Tom Flores, Don Coriel. I see Tom Flores, Don Coriel. I see that. Oh, man. Um, you said two coaches and two contributors? Yep. And then well, uh, Bud, six players. Well, Bud Adams is going to get in. You know, period. And, you know, uh, they're going to fight tooth and nail to keep Art Modell out. Yeah, if, if, well, Armo, oh, oh, yeah, Armo Dale, I think, I think Steve Sable's going to get in. I think he's a lock. Yeah, most definitely. I, I, I think Steve Sable's going to be a lock, and then I see Pop, Paul Tagliabue. I don't know if they might wait on him, but uh, it's, I see these names that I'm surprised they're not in. I thought Bud Adams was already in the Hall of Fame, but I guess he isn't. Um, then looking at the players. Players uh, who, Last played more than twenty five seasons ago. This is ridiculous. That these uh, Roger, Roger Craig should be still he should, on this list. Roger Craig should have been in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Drew Pearson's on this list. Harold I, Cobb, Cliff Branch. Man. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the remainder of the one time twenty first country will be elected from fifteen finalists. Okay, they don't they don't do the modern era players to the to the eve of Super Bowl, right? And then the modern okay. era players, you already know Troy Polamalu. Uh, let me see, Zach Thomas, Heinz Ward. Zach Thomas shouldn't get in, not right now. Der- well, not Sam right Mills, uh-huh. Sam Mills, uh, Leroy Butler, Isaac Bruce, Tony Baselli got to go in. Yeah, Tony Baselli, he he was considered the best at his position for a while. Yeah, um, I think they're going to put Isaac. I think they're going to put Isaac Bruce and Kurt Warner's in based on the greatest show on turf. Because Kurt Warner, damn sure, don't have the numbers. Mm-hmm. Damn sure doesn't have the numbers. They and that's what I that's what I be talking about when you know we talk about Eli Manning. Yeah, he might not his numbers might not look sexy, but the the stamps he has on his resume. I was walking out of. 
FedEx field and, I, and there's a Giants fan in front of me with a uh, the Giants Super Bowl jacket on. And of course, the two Super Bowls at the top were against the Patriots. Yeah. Against one, against one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. So how the hell is Eli Manning not going in the Hall of Fame? That's a whole other argument. I'm not. Well, wait, on. wait. I'm, 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 I'm a. Shut it down. Anybody that says Eli numbers are not sexy, you have never paid attention to Eli numbers. Now, his win-loss record, yeah, that's not sexy. But his numbers, his stats, yards, QBR, um, touchdowns and interceptions, they're on the same level. As far You know, his interceptions on the same level with Brett Favre. But his uh, touchdowns, yards, completion percentage is on par with Big Ben. And... Philip Rivers, two quarterbacks that were in the same draft with him. So anybody that says that his numbers are not sexy and they're not Hall of Fame worthy, you can't call those other two quarterbacks Hall of Famers and not call Eli Hall of Fame. But see, and, he, and here's the thing. I don't need them to be sexy if you win. You know, you can look sexy. Philip Rivers has looked sexy all his career and have not won a thing. And we talked, we talked about this. Philip Rivers has been sexy all his career. And cannot get out of, can't can barely get to the damn playoffs. Yep. So I don't Eli. They, me and me and our, our honorary sideline junkie Gary, we talked about this. Eli throw you the game the whole game. You think you make a progress to Eli? He throw you an interception, and it come to clutch time. Now Eli is seven for eight, hundred and ten yards, two touchdowns all of a sudden. You say what you want about him, but he's clutch, and he won't help win them two Super Bowls. I forgot what we were, so we were talking about Hall of Fame finals. We were talking about Isaac Bruce, and I was talking <laughs> about Kurt Warner not having the numbers and being a Hall of Famer. Like, they love Kurt Warner. They love Dick Vermeil. You know, they're, they're media darlings, and Kurt Warner's story was so sexy. Him, you know, his, his journey from being a, a bad boy to the AFL to, you know, to, to a Super Bowl champion. They, they, that was a story. They ate that up. So, who else was on that list? Uh, Steve Atwater, Carl Banks, uh, Alan Fanica. I think Alan Fanica should go in. One of the best old linemen that yeah. we've seen in recent years. Um, Tory yeah. Holt, Steve Hutchison. Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce on the list? Yep. The edge, Edgerin James, he was up last year and got passed over. John Lynch. I think, think he's going to get passed this year, too. I think he's going to get in. Uh, nah, I think he'll eventually get in, but it's a lot of names Kevin just reeled off that are stronger than him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Clay Matthews, who I, I really think should go in. Uh, now, uh, us three as kids, we watch Clay Matthews play. Um, Sam Mills, another one. He, he, Sam Mills was uh, London Fletcher before London Fletcher. Small, undersized linebacker that could tackle his ass off. And he led the league in tackles for years. He was a part of, um, what did they call it, um, the Dome Patrol down in, uh, in New Orleans. Him, Ricky Jackson, and Pat Swilling. And they had a vicious defense, but no offense. Like, they could hold you to 10 points, but the offense couldn't score 11 if they tried. <laughs> uh, 
Troy Palomalu, we know that that's a lock. So you ain't got to yeah, take him. Just let you know that's a lock. Uh, Simeon Rice, that's another one. Um, oh, I don't yeah. think he. I don't think he. Ah. Uh, Not so Simeon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm iffy. Yeah, I'm iffy on Simeon. I'm if he was a great player, but I'm I'm iffy on him just because of the other names I've heard that you know that that deserve to be in. You know, so. Uh. Richard Seymour, uh, Steve oh. Task is a semifinalist. He not so. I, I, I I hate to say it, it's just like they don't respect special teams. We just no. talked about it. Yeah, exactly. But see, the thing is, we said they said the same thing about Ray Guy. Now, Ray Guy is considered one of the greatest punters ever in NFL history and football history because him and Reggie Roby were the reason that they made the hang time clock. Because them dudes could hang punts and flip the field. We need to Steve. create our own damn Hall of Fame. Exactly. Steve Tasker, when he was playing with the, uh, I forget, was it with the Oilers? And they was trying to, uh, he had, they had waived him. And they was waiting for him to clear waivers so they could sign him back. And somebody called him in and Jerry Glanville went to him and said, no, when you go take your physical, tell him your knees hurt, your shoulders hurt. He said, tell him whatever you have to tell him so you can fail his physical. We need to get you back here. Steve Tasker was just that important. When it came to blocking punts, he was the guy that could block punts. He ran back punts. He could block field goals. The dude could do it all. But he, he gets under, no respect. He understood the special team part of the game and how important what he had. And, and when you talk about a motor that's always running, his motor was uh, on 100 all the time. So, you know, it, he made a big difference. It was one of the, he's one of the players that on your special teams unit you have to know where he is and what he's doing and, and when you become one of those players in any phase of the game, I think you have to you know especially when you make it to this point where you can you're a finalist you know you have to be considered. But this is the thing about Steve Tasker he was a seven time Pro Bowler, a seven time first team All Pro. You can't shake a stick at that. You cannot. Twelve years in the NFL, and he was a ninth round pick. You can't shake a stick at that. Um. After task, you got Fred Taylor, Zach Thomas, Heinz Ward, Ricky Waters, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis. Uh, uh, Darren Patrick Willis Wilson. is going in. Ah, uh, he he retired in his prime too. He pulled yeah. a Jim Brown and retired in his prime. I think they might put him in. Uh. Darren Woodson, I think Darren Woodson is a surefire lock. He should be. He should have been a long time ago. I've always had respect for Darren Woodson because Darren Woodson could get it done. Um, Bryant Young is the last name on the list. So I take back what I said about Steve Tasker not being on the semifinalist list. But no Brian Mitchell, no Joe Jacoby, um, no Jeff Bostic, no Mark May. None of the hogs. I think the hogs should go in as a unit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But now everybody has to understand it's we already got Russ Grimmin, but it's it's gotta be Jeff Bostic, uh Mark May, George Stark, uh Joe Jacoby. And then you also have to add in the tight ends, Doc Walker, Don Warren, um, 
who else was it? Uh, dang, I can't think of the other tight end name. But you, you got the Hogs got to go in as a unit because they that's what the game was modeled after. It was I modeled I after. Gave you, I thought I gave you a Redskin time earlier. <sighs> you, 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 you talking nonsense about stuff, so I got to refresh these people's ears, man. Oh, man. Hey, man. Look. Uh, and the, what, what do we have next, man? I mean, that, that Hall of Fame talk always pisses me off. It really does. It, huh. All you can do is shake your head at it. It's just, it's mind-boggling to know who's not in there and who's not making these lists. It's just, uh, we need one where the fans vote. I don't know if the players would, would like that, but these writers and their bias and who they don't like and it's just like whatever. Respect the game. Put these people in that that changed the game. There were leaders at their position when they played, and you can't fault them for. Oh, that was a different era, and it, it wouldn't happen in this era. No, they played with what they had. They played with what and was I given to them. Argument. Yeah, I hate it too. I hate it too. That's just like saying Chris Duhon is a better pure shooter than Larry Bird. Just because he he has more three pointers than him on the uh, all time three point list, that doesn't hey, you, mean you know, Chris Duhon's a better shooter than Larry Bird. You, you say that say that in my presence. I swear, I, I, I'm sorry. I'll take the assault charge. I'm gonna punch you in the throat. Hey man, it's people out here that that that, that believe it though. You know, it, it really is. It's, that's why some some fans, some sports arguments and conversations, I just. Do that home, you know that Mim Homer Simpson scooting into the bushes. That's me. Like I don't want to be a part of this conversation. And this is going to go left. Y'all don't know what y'all talking about. I'm a, I'm gonna save myself the agony. I'm out. I'm out. So, uh, what game is going on right? Didn't we have three games today, or are we done? Uh, uh, Chiefs and Bears are playing right now. Who, who's leading? Uh, it's ten nothing, Kansas City. Okay, man. My question um, is, my my question is, did you even have to ask? Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, teams get, like we talk about Patty, my homeboy. Yeah, I know, but teams get lazy. The Saints got lazy today. The Seahawks got lazy. What? The yeah, hell? And, and Tennessee jumped on out on. Ten- I looked at the score, but I was sitting at the game. I was like, that cannot be right. Tennessee cannot be beating the Saints. The Saints came back and won, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They won so by that, this might be one of the first weeks where my Falcons pick and my Tennessee pick went the way I picked them. Because for whatever reason, the universe will not let me get those two teams right. So this might be, you know, took one on the head at, at Pittsburgh, but that's for me, Jimmy, and Junior to talk about. I had to take some compensation for that. You know? But. Yeah. I got lucky and picked the Jets. Yeah, did you? Yep. Matter of fact, I think I might have been the only one who picked the Jets. Oh, yeah, I think you, I think you were too. Yes. Yeah, that, that was huge. That was a huge uh, win. Well, fellas, I'm out of ammunition for our 
week 16 post game show. Anybody got anything else to add? Oh, uh, just a couple shout outs. Shout out to Dwight Howard. Um, you know, I, I know we ain't, we didn't touch on anything NBA related, but shout out to Dwight Howard and Carmelo. You know, both they using it. Uh, I don't want to say last chance, but they they they're both using their their redemption uh, pass uh, pretty well. Both of them, both of them. You ain't heard no no foolishness from neither one. Both you're, not going, you're, yeah, not, you're not going, going to. to. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to. You're not going to. Because the white knows that that's it. Yeah. He, he got he got lucky because the Marcus got that got injured, and I, you can say what you want about the white how he still uh, didn't he win the MVP? I believe he has been the MVP before. Yeah, I know he, he won is. he won Defensive Player of the Year like five six times. I think it might have been twenty times. So, oh no. Yeah, he, he, He's never won. Has he won MVP? Nah, now we gotta look at it. We don't want to. I'm quote, looking it up now. Yeah, we don't want to quote BS on sideline junkies. I don't know if he won MVP or he was in the running. I could. Nah, he was in the running. He was, yeah, he was running. in the running. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. won. Defensive yeah. Player of the Year. Yeah, he won that three times. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Defense. So you have, you know, rebounding defense. It's in him. It just wasn't in him with the Wizards. He didn't want nobody. It just. I hate seeing it. It is what it is. You get to a team that's not doesn't have a chance of winning, and you just you know you can't you know can't shake a stick at it. You just don't want to do anything. You get to the Lakers, you got a chance to win a title. Now all of a sudden you're back and and butt don't hurt. Hey, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, nothing hurts now. You know, you get you get Carmelo, which we 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 never doubted Carmelo's offensive skill set. What we yeah. doubted was, does he still want to play? Does right. he is he going to shut up long enough to be a third wheel on the team? Because he's a third wheel on this team. You know, they can they can you know strike up the highlights every night of him smoking, but that team runs through Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. That's yeah, their team. And it, it's not going to change no matter how many points Melo put up. But can Melo stay humble? That's what I wanted to know. So far, so far, you know, he gets an A right now. But we'll see. We still got a whole lot of ball to play. A whole lot of ball to play. One of them nights where Melo don't get too many touches. And can he control himself? That's that's what we'll be waiting on. Right. Um well, since we talk, what you say, KG? No, nah, I, I was gonna say since we talking NBA and giving shout outs, I want to give a shout out to Vince Carter, man. If he yeah. plays a minute of basketball in the NBA in 2020, that dude have been he's he's played in four different decades. Wow, he's played in the 90s. He'll have played in uh, the 2000s, the 2010s, and now coming up if he does it in the 2020s. And he's played the most years in the NBA. Well, I'm and sure that's what it seems like. It's fun. I'm I'm sure that's what he wants because he damn sure don't want to win. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not on that's not on Vince Carter's agenda. I a satellite junkies keep it real here. It's damn and sure not on his agenda to win. If that's the case, you know what? I think he may come back next year. He'll come play for the Wizards. How about that? Oh, 
Uh, speaking of the Wizards, speaking of the Wizards, I just want to leave on this thought. The Wizards, the Washington Wizards, have created a monster. His name is Bradley Bill. The other night, this was a week ago, I think, forgot who they were playing. He shot a three on the Wizards sidelines, and when he let it go, he immediately turned around the showboat and missed the damn shot. Mm. Okay, this goes, for me, this is a way bigger problem. This is Scott Brooks stroking his ego in the beginning, or I forgot. I don't know if it was it was towards the beginning of the season, saying he was the best shooting guard in the league, which is absolute horseshit. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now you created this monster. You're scared of. You're scared of losing. You're scared. You know, he's the biggest star you have right now. He is the team, even when John. Comes back. I love John Wall. And speaking of John Wall, sideline junkies, John, we send our thoughts, our prayers, our condolences yes, for you and your family, losing your mom. I know it's tough, but once a wizard, and especially this goes for you, wizard for life, your family are wizards. Hey, we have nothing but love for you here. So mm-hmm. I know it's a hard time, brother. Much love, much respect. You know, man, I know it's a tough time. We'll help you get through it, man. We're family. DC family for life. Um, but here, when John comes back, this will still be Bradley Bill's team. He's the youngest. He has the most upside. Right now, I just think that I, I love what they're doing. I love David Bertans. I think that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. I think the... I think the witness Wizards got some lightning in the bottle with Thomas Bryant, Bertans. They got some pieces. Hachimur, I love them. As soon as I lose some weight, I'm getting me a Hachimur jersey. I don't want to look like a melted piece of ice cream walking around a Hachimur jersey. So, but that monster, that number three, <laughs> you you, you got to lay in that bed someday. And the Wizards are going to have to lay in that bed when that road come down because I don't think he's going to stay. I don't think he accepted the contract extension. So I think he would be able to leave, what, next summer? Yep. I, have, I, have to, yeah, I don't think he accepted the contract extension. If I'm the Wizards, I would have traded him this summer. I mean, KG, what was the offer from L.A.? Ingram? Was the Ingram Lonzo. Ball? Who, who was it? it was, Lonzo, yeah, it was, it was Ingram, Ingram Ball. And I think they even threw KCP in there at one point. Either him I or Josh Hart. Yeah, Josh Hart. Yeah. That's who it was. Man, I would have drove Bradley Bill to L.A. myself. <laughs> Man, you trying to log miles. You was talking about driving him to uh, Miami. You talked about driving uh, 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 uh Go tight to Orlando once before, man. You oh, just be yeah. logging miles. Hey, if, if it helps the Wizards, I'll drive Gortat somewhere now, and he's not even on the damn team. Yeah, he he's probably done. Yeah, I, I bro, I'll drive him now. Will y'all need me to take him? Oh, you, you said it'll free up some, some more money. I drive. I go get him now. You want me to take him overseas? Gotcha. I need to put some gas in the truck. It, you know? But 
yes, I would take in a heartbeat because this team isn't going to win anything. Yeah, this team team isn't going to win anything. This team is not not coming out the East. Um, All I hope for, and you know, I know I'm I'm hard on the Wizards. What I hope for is that John comes back full strength and gets an opportunity with a, a winning team. That's what I hope. I hope he can come back, show that he's full speed, full strength, the John Wall that was on the brink of superstardom. You see, he can still do it. And I hope that it, it, we're talking about the NBA. I know he got a super max contract. He makes more than LeBron James. Somebody's going to take that deal. They need a point guard like, like John Wall. They'll take it. That's, that's my only wish. So, with that, I'm setting my mic off. I've done enough talking. I'm a, I'm a blabbermouth tonight, but what y'all think, fella? Yeah, I think we, we, we pretty much, we're going to bang the gavel. I think we done yeah. made our mark. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So. All right, well, hey, my, I'm BJ. We've got the big guy, KG. we got my man, D, Sideline Junkies. Everybody else is on assignment. We're out of here. We hope you enjoyed this hour of rambling and bambling. And make sure you join us Tuesday for DC Sports Rundown because it's going to get nasty. It's going. To, it might be some some women wrestling in the mud in the background. Mm. It's going to be a bad show. You don't want to miss that. Yeah, because so. BJ might might rack up a, a lot of fines that night. Ooh, baby, Redskins Redskins are going to hate me. They're going to hate me. But it is what it is. Hey, we out of here. Enjoy it. We see y'all later. Peace. Out. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.